Oh, you've never seen Surf Ninjas? Do yourself a favor and see Surf Ninjas. Was that in the movie we watched? Our pets' heads are falling off! Bonkers ridiculous. We watch movies so you don't have to. Welcome to 50 Randy Quades, a movie review podcast. I am your host with the most Nicolas Cage movies. I am the prime millennial and your boy, Chucky B. And with me, my two most glorious co-hosts. As always, hello everyone. I am JT Rhode Island Slut Money. <laughs> this is a good one. Slut Money. <laughs> <laughs> it, it plays so well together. Johnny Sampsonite. <laughs> I was way off. Swimmy, Swami, Swammy, Swanson. This is episode 148, Dumb and Dumber. And if you have any questions or comments, you can go to 50randyquays.com and let us know what the fuck is up. So which is your favorite tagline? I'm going to go with uh, what you've got listed as number three here. For Harry and Lloyd, every day is a no-brainer. Yeah, that's my favorite too. But that's just how they were listed on IMDb. The I actually don't like either of the other ones. The what the one doesn't have, the other is missing. Don't like that. <laughs> like it's just you. <laughs> that's really bad. Yeah. And if they each had half a brain together, they would still only have half a brain. Well, that just doesn't check out mathematically. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just bad math. Don't don't try and make me feel like I'm stupid just because your characters are stupid. I see how the math is wrong. Just say the characters are idiots. They got no brains, buddy. That's why the third is the best. Exactly. And it's the shortest. So it's like short and sweet, you know? No, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which, coincidentally... Brings us to the trailer for Dumb and Dumber. Excuse me, could you tell me how to get to the medical school? You go straight ahead and uh, you make the left over the bridge. That's a lovely accent you have. New Jersey? Austria. Austria? <laughs> well then, <laughs> good day, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Uh-oh. What? What's the matter? You spilled the salt. That's what's the matter. Quick. Toss some salt over your right shoulder. What the hell? Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? The yours? Uh-huh. Both of them? Yeah. <sighs> What's her last name? I'll look it up. 
Uh, it starts with an S. So swim, swummy, slippy, slappy, swimming, salmon, salmon, Swanson, Swanson. Maybe it's on the briefcase. Look on the. Oh yeah, it's right here. Samsonite. I was way off. What happened, Harry? Some little filly break your heart? No, it was a girl. Brayda Belcher. I thought we were going to be together forever. <laughs> she give you any reason? Yeah, I called her up. She gave me a bunch of crap about me not listening to her enough or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. Hey, that was good. Hey. We kind of rock it down to Electric Avenue. I bathe them and I clip them myself. And I stand by my performance. Go look at the fun bags on that hose hound. I'd like to eat her liver with some farver beans and a nice bottle of key ante. <laughs> And we are back in the Rockies again. When was the last time we were in the Rockies? I think it was Dr. Sleep. It was a while ago, wasn't it? It was a long time ago. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, welcome <laughs> back from the Rockies. No, to the Rockies, from the trailer. From the trailer to the Rockies, in your jackies, wearing your crackies. <laughs> And if you are new to the show, we're going to talk about everything. Or at least we mean to. Hey, Chuck, you remember that football player, Jason Shockey? getting to is uh we're super nice hosts so (laughs) we're gonna give you a warning before we spoil the shit out of this movie dumb and dumber but i mean it came out like almost 30 years ago i don't know if i've said this on this podcast before i'm pretty sure i've said it to both you gentlemen before maybe i haven't who knows i've said this to a lot of people because i think it's fucking amazing 1994 was the year of release for ace ventura the mask and dumb and dumber I think you've said that on I this just podcast. said, I don't know if I had, but I probably have. And I'm saying it again because this is one of those movies in that track. Yeah, that's insane. In, that is pretty Fucking impressive. insane that Jim Carrey had three massive hits. Well, I don't know how massive the mask was. Big enough that it got a cartoon and shit, but like... Yeah, I'm going to say that that was probably pretty massive because I'm pretty sure that spanned a franchise. That I mean, Son of Mask with Jamie Kennedy does not a franchise make. That's just another really bad movie. Because if you watched The Mask recently, not very good. No, but like, I think there was like three That's sequels. terrible. And a TV show now? Now? Wasn't there, there was a, cartoon? a cartoon? Back in the 90s. No. <laughs> no, I'm not saying now, but like, I didn't know that there was a show outside of that. Or is that the show you were referring to? Unless there was two animated shows, I'm referring to that one. 
Oh, okay, okay. Then, yeah, then just the one show that was animated. <laughs> but yeah, the mask was huge franchise. Ace Ventura became what, like two movies plus some other Cartoon. shit. Yeah, there we go. There's a lot of cartoons being made out of Jim Carrey movies. I don't. I don't think they made two. a Dumb and Dumber cartoon. No, but they did spawn two sequels. Well, one was supposedly was a prequel, Dumb and Dumberer, which I found out today when I was going to look for this movie in my movie collection to watch it that I only own Dumb and Dumber Two and Dumb and Dumberer, and not Dumb and Dumber. So I had to rent this on Amazon. I haven't even seen the other two. This is the only one I've seen. And you're telling me those are the only ones you own? <laughs> Get your shit together. You own some of the worst Nicholas... No, you own the worst Nicholas Cage movies ever made. And you don't own Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Get your shit together. Well, I'm going to get it. So I have the last time. <clears throat> last I have... time I checked, it was only available on DVD, though. I don't think there's an available Blu-ray version of Dumb and Dumber available currently. Yeah, I'll just get it on DVD. Then. That's what I did. Oh, and between the time I bought it and the time that I'm saying this, it might not be true. There might be a Blu-ray version. I don't know about that is available. Maybe the Blu-ray will be released in two years on its 30th anniversary. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, Chuck. Maybe. <laughs> so, uh, this movie, Dumb and Dumber, is a comedy that is rated PG-13. It is. And it earns its PG-13 rating via... You don't have it listed here. Because <laughs> uh, it wasn't it wasn't crude, readily available for me to humor. easily... Yes, very crude humor. Language. They say shit and asshole a number of times. Violence... Sexual humor. Sexual humor, which would also fall under crude. Torn hearts. Yeah. A violent shooting. Explosions. Yep. Bad driving. Stalking. <laughs> yeah, stalking. Assault. Yelling out things like, we landed on the moon. I mean, that's, that's fine. I don't think that contributes to the PG-13 <laughs> rating. At least I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it could. But, you know, it was a different time, December 16th, 1994, when this movie was released. And it debuted at number one for $16.3 million. It's pretty, good. it's pretty good for a comedy. Yeah, especially when its budget is $17 million. Yeah, that's pretty good then. Yep. Number two in the top five is The Santa Claus in week six pulling in $8.9 million. You know what, though? I saw that movie in the theater and that's the first time like I'd ever watched a movie and was like, oh, these can be bad. Tim Allen one. It is. I like that movie. I like it now, but I did not like it when I saw it in the Oh, is it because it spoiled Santa Claus for you and that's how you found out he wasn't real? No. I just didn't like the movie. <laughs> I like very it. Very discerning nine year old. Very like very <laughs> particular tastes at nine. Yeah. I was way more into this. But then there was number two, Disclosure, which I, I haven't heard of the last three movies on this list. But there's Disclosure in its second week, pulling in $7.3 million. Drop Zone, number four, for $4 million in its second week. So that sounds like either a Stallone movie or Wesley Snipes. 100%. I think there's a, there's a good chance that one of those two is in there, especially in 94. In and then Speechless in the number five slot. Uh, a brand new movie pulling in $3.9 million. You motherfuckers. Drop Zone. Cast. Oh, tell me it's both of them. Wesley Snipes. Gary Busey. Oh. oh, dude. Nice. What about Disclosure? Yancey Butler. 
That's drop. Who's that's Yancey Butler. That's drop zone still. You, after <laughs> after Gary Busey, it really drops off. See, is it disclosure? It's a drop zone. <laughs> or is that a misprint? It's disclosure. It's supposed to be, I think, disclosure. It's definitely supposed to be disclosure. That is. Disclosure. That is Demi Moore and Donald Sutherland. Dennis Miller makes an appearance. I've not seen that. No, it doesn't look very good. And what's number five here? Speechless. 1994 film who we got up in speechless michael keaton and gina davis Chris- all right christopher reeve bonnie bedelia ernie hudson Ooh, so that's christopher reeve before it's 1994 so pre-horse incident yes i think so <laughs> playing bob baghdad freed i just love it when a white dude plays someone nicknamed baghdad <laughs> Hopefully it means he just like puts his children in garbage bags. Should have been a silent film. <laughs> Speechless. Maybe it is. I didn't look that far into I it. I doubt it. Not with that cast. Not nice. It's like Bird Box, but instead of looking at things, they're just they're not talking. So, like you said, this movie had a seventeen million dollar budget. It ended up making over two hundred and thirty million dollars. Yeah. That's incredible, because like, it did pretty well uh, domestically and overseas, with it being like $127.1 million here, and then $120.1 uh, million overseas, so like, it was pretty split, but like, this brought in the fucking bacon. Well, and the Fairley Brothers followed it up with a whole bunch of other big shit, too, because after this was something about Mary, which was huge. Oh, great, great movie. I know I don't know how huge Kingpin was at the box office, but that's a classic. Yeah. What did they do else after that? Oh, I think it started to fall off once they got to me, myself, and Irene. Yeah, I mean I liked that, but I haven't seen it in a while, so it's probably not good. But then we got uh I guess the star actors of this movie, right? Let's talk about who wrote it first, those being the Farrelly brothers, Peter and Bobby, and their buddy Bennett Yellen. Yeah. I've Bennett yelling at you for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of bad jokes tonight, boys. Let's go. All right, so in that star main actors, we have, of course, Jim Carrey plays Lloyd. You leave off the last name, which is wild, dude. It's a great name, Lloyd Christmas. Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to put it, but this is just what they had in IMDb. Boring ass bullshit. You need to go above and beyond IMDb. This isn't IMDb. This is 50 Randy Quaid's, bitch. Yeah, but that's where I got this information from week but yeah lloyd christmas fine we got Jim number Carey. two jeff daniels as harry dunn lauren holly as mary samsonite slappy <laughs> swanson uh then we have mike star plays joe mentalino mm-hmm. then we got early 90s mega hottie karen duffy as jp shea Charles Rocket as Nicholas Andre what a name chuck rocket what a name i mean it sounds pretty strong I mean, but he played a good villain. He's pretty good, especially considering he like didn't have a lot of time. Only let, let me round it out with two more: one who's consequential and one who I just like. We got Victoria Roll as Beth Jordan, who has a big role and appears throughout. Yeah. Through, like she pops up like halfway through and then pops up a couple more times and is a big deal at the end. So I thought I'd throw her. And then uh, Mary's mother-in-law, as we find out, played by Terry Gar. 
who I actually marked out during the movie when we were watching it. And I was like, oh, I know her from Mom and Dad Save the World. Oh, I know her from Young Frankenstein. So, so boom, like, Terry Gar. And I was like super happy about that. Shout out to Terry Gar. That's all I'm trying to say. Now, come at me with this IMDb breakdown with your best Austrian accent, please. After a woman leaves her briefcase at an airport terminal, a dumb limo driver and his dumber friend set out on a hilarious cross-country road trip to Aspen to return it. See, I have a hard time deciding why they would say that Harry is dumber than Lloyd. <laughs> Like, how do you determine which one of those two is dumber than the other? They're both really fucking dumb. That's why I think dumb and dumber could be either combination. Either way. Yeah. Because they're both fucking so dumb. I'm going to say that, actually, Lloyd is probably more dumb because he cannot read. I was about to say (laughs) that. He's he's having real... (laughs) Duh. He was like, Host annual, host annual. <laughs> oh no, that's a big one, but international international <laughs> preservation gala. <laughs> so we didn't actually give a spoiler in the run up to this episode. We stopped short of you even delivering the warning and moved oh. into the. Well, that's fine because here we are at the beginning of this movie. So let's start spoiling it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, hey, on top of it, when we came out in 1994, it's kind of your fault for not seeing it yet. Also, this movie made so much money, like, everyone saw it, is what it feels like. So hurry up and see it if you didn't. First comment I want to make about this movie, that foot-long hot dog. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) And then then how he's like, he's like, real funny. Hold on, on, no. That's way longer than a foot-long hot dog. What was hanging out of the bun there was a foot itself. <laughs> that fucking hot dog, that was a three foot hot dog that that little dog was trying to eat. <laughs> Where are you at, Harry? Where are you at? I'm sorry. I, I didn't think we should send him to a performance on an empty stomach. <laughs> foot log. Who's got the foot log? Roast beef, he, roast beef au jus. Like, who, how did he? Cu- he says au jus. <laughs> how did he determine what dog got what order at that restaurant, and what did he order for that little dog? Apparently, the foot. Very funny. So they do. A, I got worms. They do. They, well, they do a good job in this opening sequence while they're running the credits of like showing both guys working their jobs. Harry, yeah. Harry's driving around dogs in his 1984 sheepdog van that he spent his life savings converting a conversion van into a sheepdog that lifts its leg to give it gas. Yeah, the alarm alone costs 200 bucks. Insanity. And Lloyd is a limo driver who is driving, I mean, I believe this fully in 1994, and I believe it mostly now, smoking hot fucking... Lauren Holly playing Mary Swanson. I would 100% agree with you. Oh, yeah. She is, like, more attractive the more the movie went on. I've always been a big fan of her in this movie. And so when there's that one scene when Lloyd's daydreaming and he pulls up the back of her skirt. like Oh, yeah. Yeah. 90-year-old me was like, hello. What? (laughs) Like, that was just as formative for me as Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. One of my recent picks as well in forming what I found to be very hot. So shout out to Lauren Holly. Anyway, 
our first gigantic explosion happens when Void blows a red light, causes an accident, and something just blows up. Well, he picks her up, and he's driving her, and he says, why are you going to the airport? <laughs> no, before that, even. <laughs> so, like, I'd already lost it, like, three times in, like, this opening scene. So, like, when he goes up to the door, and he's knocking... Like, he's using the fucking knocker a bunch, right? And then she answers the door, and he's, like, stammering, can't say anything. And she closes the door, and he just, like, collapses, clutching his heart. And he's just... Then he does one of my favorite things, because I remember recreating this as a kid. He sprays the banaka backwards, away from his mouth, but still, like... And sucks in and is like he actually did it. Like he doesn't realize he missed his mouth entirely. Oh, I love it. So like, yeah, we're like minutes into this movie and I'm already just crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. It's ridiculous. So, so Harry, Harry shows up to the dog show finally with the dogs. And the lady, I, fuck, I should have gotten her name, but she makes an appearance in, in Kingpin as the landlord that uses sex as never mind we'll do kingpin someday i don't need to spoil it here yeah but anyway the dogs are just covered in ketchup and fucking mustard yeah you know on second thought i might want to run a comb through (laughs) (laughs) then the other joke that got me is when he's driving her to the airport i think it's after the explosion from him running the red light she's like you might want to watch watch the road and he says yeah, you can't be too careful. There's a lot of bad drivers out there. there. Well, and it's like while he's turned while he's driving through the red light, turned around explaining something to her. He's explaining that you're more likely to die on the way to the airport than in an airplane. And it's like, well, yeah, dumbass, this is exactly what you're doing here. And she's just looking at him horrified. Well, then they get they get they get to the airport, and he's dropping her off, and he makes it super weird. And asks her for a hug. And she just kind of goes like... This whole movie, she just kind of goes along with what's happening to her. And she goes into the airport and she's going to leave and she drops a briefcase, right? And Lloyd is like, oh shit, I need to go get her briefcase. I need to get it to her. She left a piece of luggage behind. Yeah, so the way Lloyd does this is he's like watching her walk Goodbye, through my the airport. Love! <laughs> from from his limo but he's driving obviously not paying attention right and so he smashes into a car and his airbag goes off and that's when mary puts down the briefcase and just happens to look over and she sees lloyd like waving at her. and that's when she like waves back and then she just like walks away and obviously he's like oh shit i gotta get this briefcase well there's also two other people there joe mentalino and jb shay they're they're there to grab it for the boss they're there to grab it for the boss andre but before they can grab this briefcase which is obviously full of money but lloyd doesn't know this he comes sliding in on the floor like a real professional grabs that thing runs up the stairs telling people to move it or lose it sister makes his way to the gate runs through they tell him to stop he turns around it's okay i'm a limo driver (laughs) which is a line that always cracked me up and just runs off the end of the jetway and then when he gets home 
He says, oh, I fell off the jetway again. <laughs> How was your day? Uh, it was fine. I fell off the jetway again. <laughs> like, that's no big deal. That's just everyday shit. Again? But it turns out they both also got fired that day from their jobs. Yeah, then, but when Harry's explaining it, Lloyd's all like, you're such a pathetic loser. <laughs> yeah, laughing at him, you idiot. Do they have just empty beer bottles just laying on the ground? The only declaration they had in their place, and I'm not counting their worm farm or their pet bird as decoration, because their pets, was a poster of Bo Derek from 10 hanging on the wall. That's it. One poster of a woman in a, like... Flesh tone bikini. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was real rundown. But then the fucking the bad guys, they show up at their apartment. Joe and JP have a little fucking respect. The bad guys. Joe and JP. Yeah, but they are the bad guys. That's their tag team name. And really, you could call him the gas man because they leave him well, a they, note. Yeah, they knock on the fucking door, and I think it was Harry's the one that looks through the hole, right? Harry looks at it, he's like, yeah, it's a woman, and the other the guy's got a gun. <laughs> and he says, did you pay the gas bill? That's what Lloyd, Lloyd looks at him like in horror, and he's like, did you pay the gas bill? And Harry's like, no, do you know what you've done? <laughs> and so they just escape out the window. <laughs> <laughs> he, does, he grabs the briefcase, though. Yeah. Splits out the window. Well, they come in. To the apartment. The the bad guys come into the apartment. And they're like, what the fuck is this place? This is dump. All right, well, let, Joe's like, let me send him a message. He grabs the parakeet, Harry's parakeet, and just twists its head right off. We don't, yeah. we don't see that, but we know he kills it at least. Yeah, because it comes back. So Lloyd got sent out with the last of their money to get supplies. And on the way, but supplies means beer. Some chips, maybe a gigantic cowboy hat and like a pin. Does he a pinwheel? A couple pinwheels in there. Yeah, yeah. Like pinwheels and one of those uh, balls on a paddle. Oh, that's right. And let's not forget an issue of Rhode Island slut. So he goes to buy it, leaves his wallet in the newspaper machine, asks an old lady to watch his shit for him while he goes and breaks a dollar. I'm like, why don't you just bring your shit back with you? Oh, you're dumb. That's right. So he gets jacked of all of his shit. And the thing is, too, is. She might have watched it for him. Nope. If he hadn't said the comment. Nope. Go dying on me. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, huh, I guess it is true what they say. Senior citizens, although uh, slow. And dangerous, or slow and da- <laughs> dangerous behind the wheel, can still uh, serve a purpose. Don't you go dying on me. <laughs> she was going to jack his shit anyway, but he just made it like justifiable he's like some sweet little old lady robbed me and i didn't even see it coming so another connection between this and another one of my picks that scene features the song red right hand by nick cave and the bad seeds which also features in scream huh there you go the more you know well (laughs) lloyd goes back home and harry's freaking out about the bird well he's not really freaking out he's just sad about the bird then lloyd freaks out our pets heads are falling off yeah, that was great. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, Petey's dead. What happened? His head fell off. No, he didn't even say he it like was that. Getting old. Yeah, exactly. He was just like his head <laughs> he fell was off. Getting, he was getting old. old. Like that just happens to birds. Yeah, you know their heads just fall off. To be fair, I've never had a bird. Maybe their heads do fall off. I just don't think that's how it works. Probably not. 
So Lloyd's like, fuck it, bro. I got an idea. Let's go to Aspen, where the beer flows like wine. You got it. You got no, it. No, no, there were other, there was, um, how did it start? I only picked the beer flows like wine one, but he said like That's three things. That's how it starts. No, nah, there's one before it I left off. And then he talks about women flat there, like the salmon of Capistrano (laughs) (laughs) or something, which is a reference I don't even get and is probably wrong anyway because he's using it. Harry's response is, I don't know, the French are assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's right, Harry. (laughs) That's right, Harry. Yeah, I know, JT, you were going to agree with that because you hate the French, then, But then Jim Carrey shows some of his acting chops, at least as far as he's able to in a ridiculous-ass comedy like this, because you can buy the emotion when he's like, I'm sick of being a nobody, and I'm sick of having nobody, and I want something more. Like it's like, oh shit! Oh, like I want, I want someone. I want to go someplace where I want to go somewhere where we know somebody who can plug us into the social pipeline. That's definitely part of it, because she's gonna plug him right in. And Harry says, "Okay, cool. Let's do it then. We'll go." So they're on a road trip, and Lloyd's snacking. And Harry's like, "Where the fuck did you get that from? We're on a tight budget." Like, don't worry, man. I sold some shit to that blind kid. <laughs> would you sell him oh you know, I don't know some some baseball cards some other shit Pe- you know, a bag of marbles yeah, bag of marbles Petey Petey's the bird Petey <laughs> they cut to his Petey his head was off Harry I took <laughs> care of it <laughs> just fucking used scotch tape to put the bird's head back on Oh my god, yeah. And then that and we see that because it goes to the uh the blind kid Billy just petting this bird with a bunch of scotch tape around its head and being like, Pretty bird, pretty bird, pretty bird, polywater cracker. And walking right past him are the bad guys heading up to read a note written to the gas man saying they're headed to Aspen. Sorry about the money. (laughs) Which we had seen earlier that Joe has an ulcer and he's been taking medicine for it. So he says, dear gas man, he's like, these guys must be pros. They must have been following us for weeks. She's like, why? How do you say that? It's like, how do they know I got gas? Which is just like. All these things are coming into play where I, from where they're standing, I can see why they think, oh shit, these guys are good. Dude, and like they even like when they call Andre later, he's all like, he's like, are we sure they're not working for the feds? They're, they're not undercover. It's like, not as far as I can see. Well, at that point, that's when they're checked into the Love Motel. So that might give Joe a little pause to go, I don't know if the FBI would do that. And they're also just super weird anyway. But at this point, they stop at a diner. And they talk to Flo. And Jim Carrey says he likes it a lot. Which he says a couple times in this movie. Yeah. And then Harry spills the goddamn salt. And he just chucks the salt container behind his head after Lloyd's all like, oh, you got to throw some salt behind your right shoulder because it's bad luck to be spilling salt like when we're going on this cross-country journey. And Harry's just like, yeah, whatever, and fucking chucks it behind his head, hitting sea bass. Wearing a very classy trucker hat, Wine'em Dine'em 69'em. Yes, yes. And he comes over and he's all like, you hit me with that salt, you son of a bitch. And he ends up hocking a loogie in Harry's burger. And then it 
turns to like a couple of minutes later and Lloyd's just making fun of him, just like like laughing at him after he was the one who ratted him out and pointed at him when he's all like, it was him. And Harry like turns around and he's got this like fucking Lloyd just pointing right in his face saying that he was the one that fucking threw it at him. Oh, it was, it was classic. But then Lloyd has a brilliant idea. He goes up to see Bass. He's like, no, wait. No, yeah, yeah, I did have an idea. Yeah, he he looked perplexed. He's like, I think I, I think, yeah, I had an idea. (laughs) And his idea is to go over to see Bass's table and go, boys, we're really sorry about what happened earlier. We want to offer to buy you a round of drinks. Seabass goes, make it Boilermakers. And fucking Jim, uh, Lloyd's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. He goes up to the counter and talks to the waitress and a little quieter voice. He's like, hey, so Seabass and the boys over there, they wanted to just pick up our bill for us because of all the trouble earlier. And she's like, what? Seabass said that shit? And he's like, yeah, man, it's not a problem. Just look at him over there. And because Seabass thinks they're, you know, they're pointing over because of the Boilermakers, he's like, Hell yeah, he's pointing at himself. He's like, yeah, send that shit on over here. But she reads it as, yeah, I'm paying that bill. <laughs> so they load up on shit. They start, Harry's just grabbing everything at the counter. <laughs> grabbing everything. A newspa- I didn't even tell it was a newspaper, some beef jerky. I couldn't even tell what it all was. They book it out a of there. A bunch of candy bars. Yeah. They book it out of there. And he's like, bro, that was a brilliant idea. How did you ever come up with that idea? You're blowing my mind. And Lloyd's like, oh man, I saw it in this movie. It was fucking great, man. I didn't come up with that. He's like, oh, so what happened in the movie? They got away scot-free, right? Like, no problem. It was all good. Nah, man. It was so funny. About a half, they got caught up to about a half mile down the road, and he got his throat slit. <laughs> He's just, it was a good one. <laughs> oh, hold on, though. I got to pee now. <laughs> and Harry's like, I'm not going to stop. So that oh, that leads to the empty beer bottles multiple yeah yeah he pisses in like four beer bottles he's like what are you a camel he's on the fifth beer bottle when he finishes and then that's when uh they start to get pulled over by Harlan williams and who we didn't say was in this movie because this is the only scene dude it's so funny pull over and harry is out the window no it's a cardigan but thanks for (laughs) noticing and then yeah killer boots man like, that whole exchange had me fucking dying before the piss drinking even happens. I'm like, they're doing wordplay that they don't even realize they're doing because they're so stupid. <laughs> Killer boots, man. So the cop's like, bro, give me them beers. Give me that beer right now. And he takes a swig off. Well, actually, he says, give me that beer, you little pumpkin pie haircutted freak. <laughs> I got that written down too. <laughs> Takes a swig off the beer and then just starts basically having a spasm in his face. I mean, this cop's pretty dumb, too, because why would somebody have like four or five full open beers? They're having a chugging contest they're in the middle of. So, so what is that? <laughs> what is that? Oh, that's that's nothing, sir. That's something else. <laughs> Well, he just tells him to get the hell out of there after he swigs the piss. Yeah, because he wants to start vomiting. So then we cut we cut to Aspen, the land of the Rockies. We return there again. And this is where we get a little more information on the plot revolving around Mary and the briefcase. Because Terry Gard, her mom, comes in and she's like, we should have contacted the cops as soon as we found out Bobby was kidnapped. And then Andre shows up. Now, we don't, we've not met Nicholas Andre yet. But 
we heard the bad guys refer to him as Andre earlier in the movie as being their boss yeah. and they'd be pissed. So when he shows up, we already know, oh, this motherfucker's two-time in Mary's family. He's yeah. kidnapped Bobby. He's the villain right off the bat. And he even plays like, oh, there's that gala coming up. We can just cancel it if they make things easier. Knowing that, like, you know, they're not going to do that at any cost. Because, you know, something bad might happen. And he says, yeah, who knows what they might do to a man. Like, we'll kill Bobby, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's a real bit piece of shit. But that's when we get to... I believe that's what, after that, is the... Daydream, or the fantasy sequence, with when Lloyd dreams about going to Mary's house with the briefcase. The doves, oh, yeah. the doves fly out around her. He picks her up and looks at her butt. Then they go upstairs. He's making everyone laugh with his jokes. Lights a fart on fire. The sweater crew. And then they go to the restaurant. Oh, yeah. This is an incredible scene. I, I I wrote down the amazing dinner fight scene, so I'm right there with you. It's absolutely bonkers ridiculous. Well, it's just meant to be, uh, you know, a satire of a Bruce Lee fight, basically. Yeah. So they lean into it really hard, which is what makes it perfect. Like, they're not trying to hide that it is what it is. Well, and it's like, it's weird because, like, the way that they started off, it's so funny because, like, the waiter is immediately just, like, grabs Mary's arm, just starts, like, kissing it, like, seductively up and down her arm. And Jim Carrey is just like, no. He gets up and just starts fighting all these guys. Well, one guy, he, like, does, like, a speed bag on his balls, and then he bites him right on the dick. Dude, he kicks that guy in the dick, like, five times, then does the speed rack to the balls. And then, but, like, like he does, he's just focused on that dude's balls hard. And then he threw that guy through a window. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, then he fought the 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 chef who was also a martial arts expert. <laughs> yeah, everybody at this restaurant is a martial arts expert. No, those other guys were just goons. The guy coming at the final boss coming out of the the kitchen was the guy who actually knew how to fight, but he ended up getting his heart torn out. Well, yeah, because he drew blood on Jim, and he was like, nah, I ain't having that. Puts, puts the heart in a doggy bag. Beautiful. Very good. Then they go back to Mary's. He full-on, like puts half of her face in his mouth when he's kissing her and it goes <laughs> well, he was literally sucking her face dude imagine having to film that scene like obviously she knew it was coming right but like you still have to do that and it felt like that kiss went on for a minute it was probably 15 seconds which is still a really long time to have your entire chin in someone's mouth but then yeah. but then they're going to get down and when she drops her top it's headlights and he's like what the fuck he snaps up out of his dream. Yeah, you hear the honking. Manages to swerve out of the way. It's all good. He just had himself a little nap. Harry's all like, you need me to drive? But this is when they stop at the Love Motel. We have ourselves yeah, an he's interesting like, he's like, scene Yeah, here. he's like, I got it, I got it. So, well, no, so they're sitting in the hot tub together. And Lloyd's got a glass up to the wall. And you can hear that he's listening to people having sex in the room right next door to them. And I didn't remember that being so clear. Like, when I watched it as a kid, that, like, just definitely people doing it and him listening to them doing it. Then, I've got this quoted here. Lloyd turns to Harry and says, it's a good thing you're not stacked, Harry, or I'd be banging you right now. <laughs> I'd show you what a real man could do. Split you in half like a piece of old firewood. What? Then there's an awkward silence. You'd probably like it too, you big homo. Was that in the movie we watched? It was in the movie I just watched. 
I don't think it was in the movie we watched. I think you must have watched the unrated version. I must have. Because that didn't stay. I, I didn't remember that being in the movie at all as a kid. So I'm sitting there going, I don't remember someone getting called a big homo in this movie. That was one of the weirdest scenes. But then Harry brings up Frida Felcher. Which I know is in the version you guys watched. Yeah, yeah. But that took place before Frida Felcher. Yeah, I think we just kind of came in when they were sitting in the... Uh, sitting in the hot tub. Yeah, and what I just watched, they come in, they're sitting in the hot tub, but he's got the glass up to the wall listening to the sax, which is, again, probably why I didn't remember it as a kid, because it wasn't in the version that I watched as a kid. Uh, and then the, the big homo conversation. Yep. Then he brings up Frida, says he got a John Deere letter from her, which yeah. fucking... <laughs> That fucking got me. Yeah, that got me. <laughs> oh. Well, the other thing that got me is he was, uh, Lloyd asked Harry, like he was saying he's been in a place like this, and he seemed like heartbroken about it. And Lloyd says, "So what, some little filly break your heart? And he goes, no, nah, it was a girl. <laughs> oh, okay. We also says the place he was at wasn't as classy as this place was. Yeah. When this place was a fucking But, but you know, it was nice. It was nice. You know, not as classy as this, but you know, nice. So out outside, outside, well, well, and all, and Harry, Harry brings up like free to laugh me for a dude. I never found out who it was. Then we cut to outside, and the bad guys are there. They see the shagging wagon. They call up Andre to tell him about it. And while Joe's on the phone, he punches some annoying guy in the face through the glass of the phone. Well, before he does that, he turns his back on him. And the guy's like, ho, 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 he turned his back on me. He's got me mad. I almost like it. He's just pacing around, fucking just working himself up. It's great. So Andre's pissed, though, at this point. He's like, you need to find some shit out about these motherfuckers. You need to find out who they are, and you need to get this sorted. And Andre or Joe's just like they're not even going to make it to Aspen. Don't worry about it. So we see them pretend the bad guys pretending to have a breakdown on the side of the road. And uh, JB JP, she's all like, she's like, come on, Joe, just let me do them. And he's like, no, you don't kill people you don't know. That's a rule. Well, he's like, what needs to happen here is I'm going to pretend to break down. You lay down in the front seat of this car, and as soon as they pick me up, you follow us where we're going. And she's like. Hold on, I gotta squeeze the lemon, which apparently means she's gotta just take a piss on the side of the road. This is my guess. I guess. She squatted down there, and I, but I've never heard anyone refer to taking a piss as squeezing the lemon. Anyone, male or female. It's a weird thing. Making le- making lemonade, sure. Milk. Yeah, maybe she had to go make some lemonade. Mm-hmm. But not squeeze the lemon. It's just a weird, I'm sorry, it's a weird way oh, to Oh, yeah, because squeezing the lemon they know is how to, lemonade. Not to you. You don't make juice like that. I squeeze grapes to make grape you juice. You fucking do not. So they end up picking up Joe, and they start playing tag. And you get your classic, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple oh, stamp I, a double I stamp. I wrote that down. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. I don't know what half the shit they were talking about is. Nope. Like they were stamping shit, and what was the other thing? It's like, no races. Touch blue, make it true, I think is another thing he said. But Joe loses his cool. He's just like, Guys! Oh, there's a moment of silence. And then Lloyd comes in. You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? And this got a lot of play in 1994 from re- from real life. From what I heard, like read earlier today was that particular part of the scene was improv because... That doesn't surprise apparently, me. Apparently Harry, um, Jeff Daniels, like did not know that was coming. Makes it even better. Because he just kind of like looked over and was just like, what? 
Well, Joe loses his cool over that too. And he's about to. Well, no, he wasn't about to pull his no, gun out. No, he was. Then, right? He was reaching in to pull his gun out. <laughs> and then there, Lloyd's like, oh, hey, there's some more people who need a ride. And they stop and pick up a Mexican family who then sit in the back and continue to sing Mockingbird with them, <laughs> which is what they were doing before when Joe was like, put the radio on. And Lloyd's like, put on the radio. Please, we'll sing you a song. <laughs> That's when they stop off at a, uh, a little like burger stop shop and they're like sitting down at the bar or whatever and there's like these red hot peppers before before they go into dante's they did remind us about joe's ulcer because in the van he's just gulping down the entire bottle of ulcer pills basically oh and they also did remind us uh in this scene uh, i guess they didn't remind us uh we'll, we'll see it later we'll get to that in a second yeah but right now they're at dante's inferno hottest food east of the mississippi if you know there we saying. go and they're they're like going back and forth about being like well i'll eat one if you eat one well, well yeah well you eat one first and then i'll eat one no you eat one first then i'll eat one and joe's all like why don't you guys quit acting like a bunch of pussies and just eat them at the same time and they're like i'll do it if you do it sounds like a dare it's a double dare and he's like all right and they both grab one they're like they're eating and they're like not that bad it's more tangy than hot really and they just start freaking out <laughs> and that's when they start squeezing fucking ketchup and mustard on their tongues so at first they're both trying to wipe their tongues off with napkins or like soak it up with napkins and then jeff daniels starts squeezing them directly onto his tongue and he's like here harry this works <laughs> Or here, Lloyd, this works. So then Lloyd grabs the bottles, just like slams them on the table and squeezes them and just shoots them up like geysers and tries to like catch them with his tongue. Like it's the funniest shit. Like Jim Carrey doing physical comedy is really great. But when you put him next to someone like Jeff Daniels, who's doing the same thing, but less like a cartoon character, it really, it balances itself out really well. Like they're a perfect duo because. Yeah. Well, he had the. Uh, Jim Carrey had the bottles ejaculating. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> he was bukkakiing himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, if this all is going on while Joe has stepped outside so that he can call Andre and be like, yo, bro, I'm about to poison their drinks right now. Don't worry about it. They're surely temples. Yes, yeah, yeah he does say they're surely temples. But what he doesn't, what he doesn't realize is while he's out there on the phone with Andre that they're lining his burger with these atomic peppers oh yeah there's probably like what like six or four at least four at least at least four but it really doesn't matter because it only takes a bite when well he sits down they tell him that they don't even know mary well well they're like he's like he's like yeah he's like what you guys say you're going to aspen like all i saw is one bag and a briefcase and they're like, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, the briefcase isn't even ours. We're just bringing it to some girl. And so he's like, but I'm like, yeah, but if you truly believe that they're pros, like they are pros, why would you believe that that piece of information? Yeah, why wouldn't that the, why would they? It seems like a ridiculous lie that you wouldn't believe if you're already assuming these guys are as good as you think they are. So he, but he seems to laugh and be like, oh, well, I guess he could be laughing like, yeah, like I believe that line of bullshit. 
Yeah, but that doesn't. That's true. That doesn't seem right. But anyway, he bites. No, because he says talk about being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. That's true. And he bites, which comes true for him too, because he bites that damn burger, hits the ground, because his ulcer is fucking acting up from the spice. Right. And he's losing it. And they just start laughing and pointing at him, and just really just causing a scene. Well, they realize pretty quickly that it's serious. So Lloyd's like, call an ambulance. And then he starts trying to like gra- grab his legs and like push him into his stomach to like to hide. It'll be him. easier if you just lay back. But then he tries to give him mouth to mouth. Like, bro, you're trying to get it out, not push him back in. He's His heart is beating and he's breathing. You don't need to give him mouth to mouth. And then he points to the pills. It, Joe does. <clears throat> get my pills, get my pills. So Harry grabs the pills, comes over. They stuff a whole bunch in his mouth. And he's like, oh, fine. Great. I'm good. Not a problem. We're all good. And then he looks and he sees that Harry's holding the black pill container, which is what was holding the rat poison. And he's like, son of a bitch. And then fucking and dies. Gurgles to death. And then they just leave. They just Jack leave. Blaze. They just leave because they cut back to the restaurant later and the cops are there. And they're like, the poison's here. We know who they left with and we know what they're driving in and we know where it's headed. So let's follow those motherfuckers. So they stop for gas. And this is where we meet Beth Jordan along the way. Yeah. Harry's having a chat with her while he's filling up the sheepdog. Lloyd's gone into the bathroom and he's taking a piss. And he reads on the wall. And I'm assuming there's some stuff added here that was also not in what we watched as a child. But we'll get to that in a minute. He sees the thing on the wall that says, For manly love. Be here March 25th at 2.15 a.m. sharp. And that, yeah, that wasn't no, 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 that's not the part I'm talking about. But I said we're going to get to it. Because oh. I know that was in it. Because he looks at his watch and it just happens to be striking 2.15 a.m. at that very moment. On that very day. On that very day. And no one else is there either. Let's keep that in mind. Other people have seen the sign and no one took that offer up. Or at least they're late. That's true. At least they're late if they... If they did, but try yeah, to. the sign does say sharp. And who walks in? But good old sea bass. But let's leave that alone for a moment. Let's cut out to Harry talking to Beth, chatting her up. She's headed to Aspen, and you know whatever. And then she decides that she wants to have a cigarette while she's sitting in her car at the pump. And Lloyd, after he's already sprayed gas all over, that's true. Himself, he, his leg is covered in gas because he overfilled his tank. He lights the cigarette for him, puts the match out on his leg, and his leg starts on fire. And when he goes cross-eyed and yells, just give me the damn number, when she's trying to give her number to him, yeah. is one of the funniest scenes in this whole movie to me. Like, his face is in- so funny, killing me. Well, there's two things here, too, that I liked. Is He sees she has the skis on top of her car. Says, <laughs> those your skis? It's like, yeah, both of them? <laughs> And then when he's talking to her about to get her number on the car, he leans on her side view mirror. <laughs> she says, "She says my astrologist says I need to stay away from accident-prone men. And then he leans yeah. on the mirror and falls over. She's like, you seem like a nice, harmless guy. Yeah, I'll give you my number. Well, after he sets himself on fire, he runs into the bathroom. And what he breaks into, now here's where what I think is not in the other one. Did you guys see Seabass drop his pants into a leopard print thong with his pubes sticking out the top? Nope. Yeah, because I did. (laughs) And that's when, like, he's about to rape Lloyd. 
is what this scene implies, even in the rated version. The yeah, even was, in the one that we saw, it was implied that he was about to rape him. And then Harry busts in, knocks him out with the door, and puts his foot out in the toilet, spraying toilet water all over Lloyd and himself. And it was the second time in this movie that Harry would have had Lloyd's urine on himself. Yep. Yep. Although he pays Lloyd back by peeing directly on him later. Well, they're back on the road again. <laughs> We're moving on from that scene. It's over. They're back on the road. They're about three miles from Colorado. Harry wants to switch out with Lloyd, take over driving. Lloyd's like, cool. They stop at a 7 Eleven. This is so fucking funny to me. When he's coming out of the 7 Eleven, there's the big group. gulps, huh? Yeah, there's like two or three guys standing there. Hey, guys, big gulps, huh? All right, see you later. <laughs> No one <laughs> he gets in the van and, and Harry's sleeping. And he's like, yep, some people just are cut out for life on the road. <laughs> I was like, but that all right, see you later. I had to pause the movie you fucking because I was laughing so much. <laughs> like, they they kind of, I think, like nodded at him when he said big gulps. And then there was just silence <laughs> as he stood there and like laughed and smiled and he was like all right see you late i just the delivery of it it was too much i don't know i don't remember when it was but i got it written down at some point i think it was harry said according to the map we've only gone four inches <laughs> i think that was a little while ago before this because right now when he's when lloyd's driving and he's fucking with harry and holding his nostrils closed while he's sleeping he takes the exit going back east to lincoln nebraska when they were just three miles from colorado and i don't know how yeah. close i put you to aspen but closer than where they end up the next morning when Lloyd when yeah when Lloyd drives them one sixth uh, across the uh, one sixth of the way across the country in the wrong direction. So like, this this part killed me when he throws the he throws the cup at Harry to wake him up and Harry wakes up and he goes, "Man, I thought the Rocky Mountains would be rockier." And then Lloyd goes, <laughs> "Chad Denver is full of shit, man." That oh my god, that fucking got me. And then it just cuts to them being parked on the side of the road outside the van, and Harry is pissed. You know, everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> but what kills me is Harry walks away from his own van. Oh, no, he's not walking away. He's walking, he's walking home. home. He's walking home. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like I, I turn to John, I'm like, isn't that his van? Useless now. It's useless. Except it's not. Because later, Lloyd comes down the road having traded that big van in for a a scooter. But that gets 70 miles to the gallon. That hog gets 70 miles to the gallon. So he jumps out. Just, again, another classic scene. Just when I think you could be any any dumber. You go ahead and do something like this and totally redeem yourself. Then they miss a high five. And they make their way back to Aspen. This time in a different vehicle, so they won't get caught at the state line like they would have had they gone to Aspen originally because the FBI was all there. They had helicopters, they had all sorts of shit. Very recognizable vehicle. Well, as they're getting into Colorado, I gotta go to the bathroom. Just let it go, man. <laughs> ah, that's oh, really that's warm. warm. <laughs> We're there. And they both got those frozen snots. Oh, that was so fucking gross. Oh, dude, I remember that popped me so hard as a kid because it was so gross. 
Yeah. I, I now as an adult, I'm just like, this is disgusting. Dude, at least they didn't have. Imagine having that problem with a mustache. Now having to fucking pull it out of your mustache or wait for it to fucking thaw out of your mustache. Ugh. Oh no. And Lloyd's like, shit. All right, here's what we need to do. We need to go to Mary's. And he's like, do you know where she lives? No. 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 But what's your last name? If I know her as well uh, as I think I do, she'll invite us right in for tea and scrumpets. <laughs> and that's when Harry's like, well, what's her last name? I'll look her up in the phone book. And we do the whole swimmy swammy swammy Samsonite. And then he's all like, he's like, oh, maybe it's on the briefcase. Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> But since that's not listed, they don't have anywhere to go. So they start a fire in a can in a park. And they're trying to stay warm. And then Lloyd offers and, up his extra pair of gloves. And, and yeah, and Harry's like, you've had this extra pair of gloves this whole time? And you didn't say anything? He's like, yeah, we're in the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> but here, I think he says my hands are starting to sweat. Which is why yeah, he's offering yeah. them up. Well, this puts Harry over the edge, and he's like, I'm going to take this briefcase. I'm going to throw it in this pond. This is the, the, the curse. This is the, the bad luck that we got right now. Not our stupidity, this briefcase. And in the struggle, and it was actually like the, bat, the, the briefcase gets thrown to the side and busts open, but Harry is still trying to strangle Lloyd to death. But then he looks over and sees a shit ton of money just yeah. sitting in the snow. And so they go and they scoop this thing up and they're like, yeah, you know, we'll just take a little bit out. We're just going to borrow some money. Anything we take back, we will reimburse them. IOUs, yeah. no problem. Yeah, you know, we're just going to, just enough to, to get by, you know, get some decent lodging. And then they go and they get something that's for like royalty. They get the presidential suite. They buy a $275,000 Lamborghini. They go on a shopping spree. They're tipping $100 bills for... Every and anything. Blowing their noses and wiping their tears with money. At a fucking telephone commercial. <laughs> yep, Pacific Bell, baby. <laughs> See, if they weren't dumb, they could disappear with all this money and no one would ever fucking know. Oh, yeah. Yep. Instead, they have themselves a little adventure and then end up broke, broke as jokes again. But it's while they're sitting on this bed crying over a telephone commercial, Harry's, or Lloyd sees Mary in the newspaper. And that's when he shows us that he can't read. Then we have a well. Then we have a makeover montage, though. We got to get Cinderella ready for the ball, and we see there's the whole montage where he does the the ketchup blood packet when he's getting yeah. a straight razor shave. And then in that same scene, one of my favorite things is when Harry switches places with the masseuse and he puts on her <laughs> outfit, but it's way too fucking small for him. <laughs> and then we see the orange suit that is famous alongside yeah. when they show up at the gala in the powder blue suit as well. Having a sword uh, fight with Also, canes. there's the um, re- like the crazy toenails. Yeah, he did have gross toenails. I feel like even at that length, that would be like difficult just to wear shoes normally. Impossible. Yeah, that's why it's a comedy you can't think too hard about. Because there's no way he... No, I know. I'm just, he would I have had to funny. have been wearing clown shoes to accommodate those. Yeah, right? Like, that's what I was thinking when I saw that. But it was funny. It's correct. I'm just saying, like, it's ridiculous. Well, I'm just saying that these two jokesters show up to this gala 
Andre's working the door. The owl party. The owl party. He's working the door and he's like, do you fucking jamokes have $500? Because this is a $500 plate event. And they just stuff some cash in his hand and put us down for four in case we want seconds. <laughs> Dude, that, I'm, like, I'm telling you right now. That's a baller move. That is a baller move. <laughs> no, I agree with you on that. Then we get the, the call back to the Banaka spray joke. Yeah, and he sprays it right in Andre's face. But then JP comes drumming up, and she's like, Andre, those are the fucking guys, man. Yeah, those are the guys that whack mental. We'll take out another moment to shout out Karen Duffy, who also had a great performance in, I think, 1993's Blank Check. If you guys Oh, she movie. was in that? Yeah, along with... Why she was one of the bad guys. Right now. Yes. No. Yes. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've watched it. I just know she's in it. Along with who's that rapper that she's in it with too? God damn it! Why am I for cool? Fuck Snoop Dogg. Not Snoop Dogg. L O Cool J. Not L O Cool J. He was also he was also in Ace of Ventura. I'm pretty sure. Eminem. No. God. That one black dude. That's all I know. And he's DMX. definitely a black dude. Yeah. Not DMX. R.I.P. Ice Cube. No. Before his acting. All these time. people are way too young. Not necessarily. Yeah, Ice Cube wasn't doing movies in nineteen ninety three. LL Cool J. You already said LL Cool J. <laughs> I did. Yes, you did. It's not LL Damn. Cool J. Hold check on. the tape. Hold on. We don't need to check the tape. I'm guaranteeing it. None of this is so. This Judy. is so unimportant. It's unreal. Tone Loke. Oh, I don't know who. The oh, fuck isn't that is. he also in um, Surf Ninjas? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen Surf Ninjas. Yeah. Oh, you've never seen Surf Ninjas? I've seen three. I've seen Do three. yourself a favor and see Surf I've Ninjas. I've seen three ninjas, and I'll guarantee you, if I haven't seen Surf Ninjas as a child, I'm not going to like it as a 37-year-old adult. Oh, you still need to see Oh, it. he's definitely in Surf Ninjas as Lieutenant Spence. <laughs> That came before Ace Ventura and a blank check. Ace Ventura and blank check were in 94. Tone Loke had a huge 94 too, just like Jim Carrey. No, that's right. His third movie in 94 was Car 54, Where Are You? I don't know. Never seen it. Yeah, don't know. It's a cop movie. I'm telling you, Surf Ninjas. Bro, shut up about Surf Ninjas already. <laughs> Dude, it's great. Man, check it out. The last time Tone Loke had a role in a film, 2014, the movie Not Cool as Pedestrian Number 2. And what makes it even cooler is he was uncredited. Nice. Pedestrian Number 2. But what up? I remember you from Surf Ninjas. <laughs> Did you see Surf Ninjas? Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> it was great. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not great. Watch Surf Ninjas right now. And don't lie to yourself. It's going to be shit because it's a kid's movie oh, from 94. I know it's really bad. I watched but it. it's... It's bad in a good way. I watched Three Ninjas not too long ago. I mean, it's and it was like, it was awful. bad when I watched it in '93. Stop. We're done. We're done with space. Fucking Surf Ninjas. I'm also calling Space Ninjas. I'm getting mad. That's just Power Rangers. I watched the shit out of that. Too. I did watch the Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> I can't watch it now though. Oh no! no, no I haven't no, even tried. Terrible. I guarantee you, yeah, it'd be rough. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. So while they're at this owl party, right? That's when they, they as in Mary's family, they unveil that there's these uh, Alaskan Icelandic. Icelandic Before that, let's say, uh, look at the fun bags on that hose hound. Gotta put that line (laughs) out there because that's a line that they drop (laughs) on a woman. They do the Hannibal Lecter impression that everyone knows about. And then I loved this line. Harry goes, let's go get a couple of bowls of loudmouth soup. 
Yes. I was like, damn, that's good. I've never heard. Well, obviously I have heard that shit before, but like it never registered to me. And then they go order martinis. I'm like, yeah. And then. Yeah, I do like that one. Then we get the, tell me about the birds, boys. So they unleash these, uh, not unleash, but like they they show, (laughs) they show us the Icelandic snow owls, which these two that they have in this room represent one-seventh of the worldly population of this animal. It means there's 14, right? That's the math there? Be what? Yeah, two times seven? Maybe 14. Why would he just say 14? Why does he got to say one-seventh? I don't know, because they're what fucking a, jackass riches. Yeah, Fuck what them. a pompous motherfucker. One-seventh. I'll give him one-seventh. Give me one-seventh. Of... Foot in his ass. There you go. Channeling your red foreman. That's at, oh, least, yeah. that's at least your entire big toe. So... They unleash these owls. Then uh, Lloyd tries to get Harry to go and talk to Mary. Well, he's super nervous because since the first time he laid eyes on her, he's had that old-fashioned romantic feeling where he'd do anything to bone her. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so Harry agrees to go and talk to her. And then Harry walks up to her and he goes, nice set of hooters. And she's all like, what? Excuse me? And he's like, the owls, you know. And she nice loves birds. it. Like, she loves it. She's like, oh, he must have been telling a joke. So funny. Very good. Which, okay, cool. They get to talking for a while about how he's, like, works with dogs. He's a dog groomer. One time we successfully made it a bulldog with a shih tzu. We called it a bullshit. <laughs> and then I'm not even going to try and fucking replicate the laugh that he does after that. But it, oh, yeah. He just dies he laughing. He pops himself so hard over that bullshit joke. There's also a shih tzu. And she, she thinks it's like a little funny, maybe. Oh, but mom comes over and she's like, Mary, go on a date with this dude tomorrow. You don't have a fucking choice, basically. Yeah. Well, and she would like looking like she wanted to jump him. Not Mary, but the mom. Oh, she wanted a piece of Jeff Daniels for sure. Oh, for sure. Is that pumpkin pie hair cutting freak, man? Ooh. <laughs> Wait, which one is the pumpkin pie hair cutting freak? Both of them. Because I would say that would be Lloyd. It's both of them. Okay, they decide, or they, they he agrees to go out on this date with her. Then he goes back over to Lloyd, and he's like, yeah, all right, cool. I got you a date with her tomorrow. And Lloyd's like, all right, we got to celebrate with some bubbly. He pulls out a fucking champagne, champagne from behind the, the bar, right? And he's like, he uncorks it and shoots the cork all the way across the room at the bird Killing the bird, one of the birds dead. And once again, they just leave. No one sees <laughs> and the it. Room no got really quiet. <laughs> yeah, the room got really quiet because the bird died. And they turn around and Lloyd says, man, this parlor really died. Yep. And then they just walk out. No problem. Yeah. And then the, the bad guys are all like, like, uh, he's like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, we <laughs> killed their bird. <laughs> they killed one of ours. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, Andre is okay, still convinced is, that they're like major pros. Is JP flossing? I didn't catch it. I hope so. Good for her. Clean your teeth, girl. It just seems like a weird flex to do in the living room. I don't think it's a flex. I think it's just like she leaves. <laughs> she leads a, a busy mercenary's lifestyle. You got to floss when you can floss. I mean, I guess, but I love that they've had this running joke in the movie that they're fucking pros. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I love how they think that they killed that bird on purpose. <laughs> it's so fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's next day, and Harry's going to meet up with Mary for their real date. He sent Lloyd down to the lobby bar to meet up for drinks with her at 10 a.m. <laughs> Apparently, he gets there at 10, and the bartender's like, we don't even open for another 45 minutes. <laughs> And he's like, well, can I wait at the bar? Instead of being like, oh, that makes this seem pretty fishy. Like, why would I meet her here 45 minutes before it opens? Like, she should know that. He's like, yeah, let me chill. Let me chill here. And then he, he asks him after he's like three beers deep. He's like, he's like uh, is it 10 o'clock yet? He's like, uh, it's one. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what my that's what my watch says too. Meanwhile, Harry's out at the, the ski lodge knocking over a rack of skis. Then they get on the ski lift and he pulls the Christmas story and sticks his tongue to the ski lift. Look, Frost. <laughs> well, I, she doesn't like she doesn't find him until much later because he goes around a couple times. The best part about this whole thing is she like they're going up on the ski lift and he's all or she's like yeah i haven't really been out a lot lately and he's like oh why and she's like oh you know just some family problems but i don't bore you with those and he's like thanks <laughs> well, it was like, I, it was like earlier during when he was talking about frida felcher in the hot tub he was like yeah i called her to see why she broke up with me and she went out like she, she was talking about how i never listened i don't really know i wasn't really paying attention it's just like <laughs> so while he's stuck to the to the pole we cut back over to harry or to lloyd at the bar and beth jordan shows up again dude he is like six beers deep by the time he leaves well but he's three when he asks for the time and that's when beth shows up i think and then starts talking about her ex-boyfriend when we cut back to like this point he's totally fucking oh wait no 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 that doesn't happen yet first harry and gets pulled off of the oh yeah like mary just grabs him by the head and just pulls she's like we'll do it like a band-aid it only hurt for a minute it's not how that works no blood which was a miracle then they build a snowman hey, kids you happen to have a cup of warm water <laughs> So then those two start building the snowman together, and she hands him the carrot and the coal for the eyes and the nose, but of course he, <laughs> he sticks it down for the dick and balls. And again, she's charmed by this. I'm like, what kind of men are you into? Yeah, she's just kind of like, oh, Harry. Uh, and now let's keep in mind, she is married this entire movie, Yeah, and her husband is kidnapped this entire Captured. movie and her mother-in-law is encouraging her to go have a fucking wild ass day on the ski slopes with a strange man in a powder blue suit and a bowl haircut who's clearly in his mid literally just met like what's going on here but she's loving it then they get in a snowball fight and he like they are not standing very far away from each other no and he throws a fastball directly and, well, her head. and she you say snowball fight she playfully yeah, throws a little bit of snow that's a snowball fight that's what i mean like unless you're a child a snowball fight is just kind of playfully chucking a snowball at someone you're not doing what lawyer or harry does which is Try to kill the other person with something <laughs> that you formed into a rock. Blast her in the face, too. 
It's not just a nicely packed snowball. It's he fucking packs that thing and then just hauls off and blasts her in the face. Well, she throws back something a little more serious and he's like, okay, bitch. And he tackles her down the hill. <laughs> and shoves her face in the snow. Oh, we call that a whitewash, baby. It's so ridiculous. But she loves it. She gets up smiling and they're laughing well, about well, she, it. Like, well, because he's like, well, he like squares up like he's ready to fight her and she just gets up and looks and she's like it just starts laughing after she's like kind of confused and and then he's all like immediately starts laughing being like what was i doing back to the bar this is where lloyd is like seven beers deep and he's like yeah i don't think she's coming he's pissed off that beth is still talking about her boyfriend and he's like yo bartender you know who mary swanson is Dude's like, oh, is that you supposed to mean? She comes here all the time. And he's like, oh. He's like, what is that supposed to mean? And Lloyd's like, or the dude's like, nothing, nothing. He's like, well, hey, by the way, do you know where she lives? And the bartender's like, oh, yeah, here's where she lives. You can just go to her house. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. She lives up in that house up on top of the hill or whatever. And as Harry's walking, or as Lloyd's walking out, he sees the man on the moon news clipping from 25 years prior or whenever that fucking happened. It's like, no way. That is great. And that's when he walks out and he's all like, we landed on the moon. Well, that's when he walks over to Mary's, sees Harry dropping her off and get a little kiss on the cheek. And he is not happy about it. No, no. He does the little fake vomit head movements. Oh, and before that, when he's dropping her off, she asks him, she asks Harry to pick her up. At 7.45 the next day, and he's like, no, I got something. How about a quarter to eight? (laughs) And she gives him a look. He's like, fine, 7.45. Yeah, that's where she kisses him and gets out. And then that's when we have Harry and Lloyd meeting back up at their extravagant hotel room. And Lloyd's all like, hey, you want to have a... Or like Lloyd tells him about, you know, he's like, it's like, yeah, she never showed up. And he's like, oh, do you think maybe she meant 10 p.m. and not 10 a.m.? And Lloyd's like, I just figured she was a raging alcoholic. And that pops Harry. He loves that one. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, all right, well, Sanzo, you got your night planned. I'm just going to go catch a movie. He's like, hey, why don't you join me in a nightcap before or in a, in a, a toast? You know, good we'll, luck toast. Yeah, we'll have some tea. And that's when Harry goes out of the room and he's all like, he pours some laxative into his cup, like a whole bottle of laxative into his cup. It's like, you know why I like you, Harry? Because you're a regular guy and I want you to stay regular. Turbo lax. For, yeah, then he, he, he like makes, bottoms up the drink for him, like pushes yeah. it up. <laughs> He, like, makes him drink the entire cup. And then he, like, feels it immediately when he's, like, on the road. He's all, like, like all They make those, like, those, like, ADR noises of congested stomach. Oh, it's not congested. It's the opposite of congested. It's loose as a goose, baby. <laughs> well, he gets over to Mary's. He immediately hits a bathroom, basically. Unleashes. They must have found every fart and poop sound imaginable to put into this scene. And he just unleashes hell in there. And Mary knocks on the door. I hope you're not using the toilet. Oh, no, I'm shaving. You're shaving? Yeah, I forgot. I was running late. I figured I'd save some time by doing it here. And so now he's fucking, he realizes the situation he's in because he can't flush that toilet. And it cuts to Lloyd driving on the scooter like the Wicked Witch of the West. And they even play like the little sound cue and everything too. Yeah, it was pretty, that was pretty fucking great. So Classic. It, I love that. It cuts to Mary waiting for for 
Harry in the kitchen, she's watching a current affair, which really brought me back to the 90s. <laughs> They're like, some some story, some story, and then the story of a blind Rhode Island, Rhode Island boy who was duped into buying a dead parakeet. I just thought he was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking killed, I was like, they brought that back. And Mary's like, who are these monsters? <laughs> There's a doorbell that rings, and who's at the door but Lloyd? And he's like, you you remember me? And she's like, not really. Nah, am I supposed to? He's like, Providence. Drove me to the airport. And she's like, oh, shit, Lloyd, right? And he's like, you remembered my name. He's like, she's like, why why are you here? What are you doing in Aspen? He's all like, yo, you forgot your briefcase at the airport, silly. I brought it back for you. And she is just like. Oh no, he doesn't say I brought it back for you. He says, it's in my hotel room. Do you want to come with me and get it? She runs back to Harry, and she's like, listen, what are you doing now? He's like, cleaning my teeth or something like that. Yeah, cleaning my teeth. And what he's actually doing is he's unbolted the toilet from the floor, and he's dumping it out the window. That's what I saw, at least. Was that in your Oh, version? I didn't see that. Oh, that must have been no. in the unrated then, because I didn't remember that either. But he has unbolted the toilet. He's dumping the contents out the window, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. He's in the toilet tank. We in this see, one. yeah, we see him in the toilet tank. And he grabs the the like the little ball yeah, thing and just, just throws it. Throws it. Yeah. But no, this after that, apparently it was an unrated thing too. He's yeah, dumping the contents. Good stuff. But she's like, I gotta run. I gotta go. See you later. And she's riding on the back of the scooter now back to the hotel. Yeah, I feel like his character probably just would have just like walked out of that bathroom. Especially after she leaves. Like, I'd just be like, all right, well, I'm just well, gonna he, get out of here before she comes back. Well, he pretty much does. We, he shows up at the hotel. Well, they go back and Lloyd's like, here's the briefcase. And she's like, I can't believe it. You drove 2,000 miles just for me? Oh, this is after he plays um, Beat You to the Top of the Stairs. Or whatever. Oh yeah, and he, <laughs> she's like, he he like immediately trips, and she is just going up like nice and like leisurely pretty much, and then he like trips her, crawls over her basically, and starts celebrating. Well, then we see Andre and JP show up downstairs. We cut back to upstairs, and Lloyd's having a little conversation with himself about how he feels like a schoolboy again, a schoolboy who desperately wants to make sweet love to you. And then when Mary comes out of the bathroom, he walks up to her and he's like, uh, I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy. Yeah, I fucking started dying. Well, because she's like, she comes out of the bathroom. She's like, oh, I thought I heard you talking to somebody. Oh, then we get the classic. He's like, listen, I really like you. But what are the chances of a guy like you and a girl like me ending up together? And she's like, not good. Well, I mean, we don't even really know each other. And he's like, listen, no, just give it to me yeah, straight. Let's just and she's down. like, not good. Not good as in like one out of a hundred. Not good as in one out of a million. So you're saying so you're there's a chance. So you're telling me telling there's me. a chance. Yeah. He starts celebrating and then he hears the door, the knock on the door. And he goes over there and he goes, no, we're good. We don't need any towels. And that's when Andre, because it's Andre at the door. And Andre is like, he like barges his way in basically with a gun being like, aren't you going to invite me in? And that's when Mary's all like, my family trusted you, Nicholas. Well, yeah, because on the way in, he says, I got some news about your husband. Because she didn't know until then that he was the bad guy. Yeah. And that's when he reveals it. Uh, but 
after he busts his way in, Harry gets to the hotel. So he's not too far behind. And as he's heading up the stairs, he hears a call out, Hey, Harry, you never called. And his good old FBI special agent, Beth Jordan. Yeah, and so she fills him in. Well, we find that out in a little bit here. Larry asks who Andre is. And Andre's like, don't play dumb with me. I'm the rightful owner of that briefcase. <laughs> so when Harry says, Mr. Samsonite, we have every intention of... <laughs> Mercy you. I almost fucking lost it. I forgot that they brought that back. That was fucking great. I was, I was dying. And then, yeah, he opens it up and he's he's like, this is a car. You might want to save that one. So now he ha- handcuffs Mary and Lloyd to the bed. Harry comes in. He gets thrown on the bed, too. They start bickering with each other. Mary's like, how do you fucking know each other? And they keep bickering about women. Frida Felcher comes back up. And he's like, yeah, I knew the whole time, Mr. French Tickler. Uh, and they keep bickering. They keep bickering. Then Andre comes in. He's like, all right, who wants to die for? Because in the meantime, he's ordering a ticket to Amsterdam, like ordering a vegetarian meal for the flight and all this shit. He's like, who wants to die first? Yeah, he does the classic like bad guy, like just not doing it and letting them talk. And, and he finally does shoot harry and you kind of think he's dead because he shoots him in the chest twice and harry jumps on the bed and looks dead but then like when he swings the fucking gun back over to kill leonard or leonard to kill lloyd uh harry pops up and he starts shooting at him they are like less than five feet away from each other they're at least five feet away from each other they looked very close Close enough that he shouldn't have missed, like, a stormtrooper all six times, but... Oh, most definitely. Even if you are not familiar with firearms, you should be able to hit. Well, it's probably for the best that he didn't murder someone. Yeah, 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 But after he misses them, the FBI busts in, they arrest the bad guys, lead them out in cuffs, then they bring the kidnapping victim to the scene... And let him out of the car to see his wife. Lloyd fantasizes about shooting him. But really, Lloyd doesn't kill Bobby at all. He just fantasizes about it, but he meets him. But both the guys agree that it Mary was worth it. It was worth all the trouble they just went through to do this. Yeah. Well, it's funny because they the only thing that they touch upon for all this money that they spent is they just kind of casually say, Oh, you know, like the FBI took their their nest egg and so it's like we don't have any like idea on whether or not they're gonna have to have any repercussions of it it's just like that was a fun adventure and now they're on their way home bro in this world there are of course not going to be any repercussions for them of this it's over they're done they'll never hear about it again they won't have to go to court over anything like they're free and clear that's how this world exists there's no reason to think any further about it than that well because like then they they're like yeah you know like we're we're gonna go home and it'll be fun and that's when the tropical girls bus rolls up the the hawaiian tropic bikini girls show a little respect well i'm you're right you're right and they're all like hey we we need two guys to oil us up no for no. Our competition. Oh, no 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 we need specifically we need two oil boys they refer to them as oil boys not two guys to come oil us up i feel like asking two men who are clearly in their mid to late 30s to be your oil boys when you see them walking down the side of the road it's supposed to be as absurd as it is but also was just like oil boys <laughs> <laughs> And that's when uh, Harry's all like, yeah, there's a town 
like three miles that way, <laughs> and he just points. And do you realize what you've done? And then, yeah, Lloyd runs up to the bus to catch him, and he's like, "I'm sorry, my friend is a little slow. The town is actually back that way." <laughs> and then they're waving the bus off as it's driving. They're like, "Like you know, some two lucky guys are gonna." get to go around the country with those girls for the next couple of months we'll catch our break someday harry and then they play tag and double stamp and triple stamp and whatever else goes on they continue like they'd probably do the same shit over and over again in their life just the dumbest shit i'm not going to watch the sequels or the prequel to find out but it's got to be all just as dumb yeah this is definitely the best of the three i think the last movie they did. Dumb and Dumber 2 was funny. It wasn't as good as this, but it was funny. Don't they talk about Felcher again and one of them got her pregnant? She had like a son. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I'm just, or Chuck. He doesn't seem seen like it. he has it's a fucking a clue what happens in that movie. I'm he has look- to deal with one of them having a kid. I'm looking at his face right now and Chuck couldn't tell you a fucking thing about that movie. I know how it starts. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I know, like, the first opening gags. Like, one, they, like, they, he lives with, like, a meth cooker this or something. This is not... Let's move on to the, the rating portion of this show. Let's not get into the sequel. Save save that for another episode. We'll, we'll be at that part of the podcast where we are going to rate Dumb and Dumber on a scale of 1 to 50 Randy Quaid's grading scale. And that 1 is the absolute worst. This movie is horrible. 50 is the absolute best. This movie is best ever. 2 to 49, literally anything in between. IMDb rates Dumb and Dumber 36.5 out of 50 Randy Quaid's. I was kind of sitting in the same boat you were right now, earlier, after we were done watching this movie. And I was like, you know what? No, I think this is. This is just a classic 50. There are kind of different shades of uh, 50, like, 50 for me. Shades of 50. <laughs> 50 shades of Randy Quaid. <laughs> well, there's different types of 50s. 50 like, shades of Quaid. Yeah, you know. There it is. That's it. For me, this is just like a classic comedy. It works in all the aspects of, I think this is funny now. And it's also got the nostalgia effect of, this movie is like 28 years old. And I watched this when I was a kid. I remember renting it and watching it with my family and dying laughing. So I'm going to give this movie a 50 out of 50. I would most definitely recommend that people see it. I will be buying it and adding it to my collection now so I can finish off the trilogy that I have apparently started. I know at one point I did own this movie. I don't know why I don't own it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you'd think I would have the first one if I have the second and third one. You're right. I would think that. I thought it too, because that's where I went to look for this movie in my collection. Was not there. And you do recommend it to others? I definitely do recommend it. And uh, yeah, I will see it again. 50 out of 50, Dumb and Dumber. Spade, you want to go now or you want me to go now? I give this movie a 47. That's a good number. I can't do the 50. Just I really like the first two-thirds of this movie. But like once they get to Aspen... It starts to drag a little for me. I don't know why. It's still funny, but not as funny as the rest of the movie. So that's why it gets the 47 and not the 50 of the 50. The 50th shade of Randy Quaid. I do not own it, but I will rectify that. I would highly recommend it. And I would watch it again for sure. 
I think I settled on a 49 for this. I want to give it a 50, and I don't know what exactly it is that's holding me back from giving it a 50, but I feel like it's just not, it's not right there for me. It doesn't quite pull it off, but a 49 is still a fucking ridiculously good score. So everyone at home complaining right now, shut the fuck up. I really like that this is definitely a 90s movie. It's not afraid to be a 90s movie. It leans into 90s music. It leans into 90s jokes. For better and for worse, which might be part of it. And I know I watched the Unrated, and a lot of that shit wasn't there initially, but all the same. 49. I will watch it again. I do own it. I do recommend it. Dumb and Dumber, bitch. I will not be picking either of the other ones. That's up to you two if you want to review them here. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily want them re- need to review them. I'm hoping that you don't. Wait, didn't you already do one of the other ones, or am I making that up? I don't think we did. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. It would have happened before my time. Speaking of owning movies, I pre-ordered the Batman Steelbook. Nice. I did not pre-order any version of it just yet. Oh, I did. I'm not a big... It comes out Monday on HBO. Oh, nice. I'll watch it again there for sure. I'll end up buying it eventually. Do you usually do Steelbooks on stuff? Oh, yeah, if I like it enough, yeah. I think we can all agree that. You can catch all of our new episodes on Apple Podcasts, uh, 50randyquades.com, and Spotify. Next time on 50 Randy Quades, episode 149, Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. We are returning to hashtag cage talk for the 61st Nicolas Cage classic. Until next time, we watch movies so you don't have to. Peace Peace out. out.